darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. The foulest stenches in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly goons from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Like the podcast, subscribe, make sure you leave a five-star review. Well, happy Halloween, everybody, from the Nerdy Merc and from Indianapolis. Mayor Hogset, or as he is affectionately referred to around here, Boss Hogset, has not come out right and stated that Halloween is canceled and kids cannot trick or treat, which is a good thing because we would be handing out candy at my house anyway. Come on. I'm I'm sure he wants to. But either way, candy is going to be handed out at the Nerdy Merc household and you couldn't ask for a better Halloween. It could be a little bit warmer, but for the most part a better Halloween. For one, come on, it falls on a Saturday. This year, Halloween falls on a Saturday. Hallelujah, indeed. Falls on a Saturday, and I don't know, I don't know how the weather was wherever you are, wherever, you know, you're listening from, but in Indianapolis last year, the weather was terrible on Halloween. It was high 20s, low 30s. The ground was wet. It was like a mixture of snow and rain, and it was windy. It was just the most miserable day ever for trick-or-treating, which um, I'm sure didn't actually fall on Halloween. I mean, it was so bad that I'm pretty sure they, if I remember correctly, they there were some neighborhoods that said, hey, we're going to have some trick-or-treating on Saturday because this is terrible. And it was like in November at that point. But... Saturday the 31st this year, in Indianapolis at least, the 10% chance of rain. It is supposed to be sunny all day, and the high is 56, the low is 45. So throw a little bit of long johns on under your spooky little goblin or ghost or whatever. I'm 
probably dating myself there, but throw some long johns under your little one as as you send them around to get the bejesus scared out of them by people like me who like to hide on my front porch somewhere and jump out and 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 just terrify the children. And I tell you the worst part: parents are the absolute worst. I used to kind of put in, put on a bunch of uh, underlayers to give myself a bulky appearance, throw on some clothes overneath it, put a mask on, gloves. I mean, there was no inch of skin anywhere, and I'd stay perfectly still, and I'd wait for a kid, and I'd have a bowl of candy in my lap, and a little sign hung around my neck that says, please take just one. And, of course, parents knew. Parents knew that there was a real person under there. And it didn't even matter what what costume I had on, what mask I had on. I will never forget when I lived in Fort Hood, Texas. I lived a, a part of a quadruplex, think like duplex, but with two floors. And I lived on the up upper floor, so you had a long stairway to get to my house. And it was and it wasn't winding or anything. So from the bottom of the stairs, you could see to the top. And kids saw me just sitting there, and they were bawling. They were crying. I mean, we're talking like three and four, maybe five-year-old kids that were just bawling their eyes out and terrified. And their terrible parents would just push them up the stairs and say, go on, go on. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are the worst. Parents really are the worst. Now, I didn't actually scare the little kids. I stayed still and I didn't make it a super terrifying experience for them. But once they guess probably once they were north of like seven or eight is when I, you know, I moved when they got up there. Scared the crap out of them. I love doing that. It's so much fun. One of these days I want to bury myself half into my yard and and I don't I'll figure that out, but it's gonna be funny. Uh, of course there will be video if that ever happens. But anyway, happy Halloween. I hope you I hope you and your loved ones have a great time. I hope you get lots of booty. Uh, I mean in a candy sense, although, you know, I don't judge you. You know, if you want to get some booty in the other sense, you go you you do you. Don't let me tell you how to freedom. But I hope you're I hope you enjoy this Halloween edition. I'm going to try to to keep it a little bit lighter for the remainder of the show. There's some serious topic that I have to get to. I just can't avoid it any longer. But after the the heavy opener from from the last segment, I I don't want to do that the entire segment. So I hope you enjoyed the intro, a little blast from the past with some Vincent Price and some Thriller from Michael Jackson that never uh, that that is, that is such a timeless video. If you have a chance, it's been a long time since you've seen it. Go to YouTube, type in Thriller, get the full Thriller video. It's like 15 minutes long and absolutely worth it. So enjoy. Five states are set to vote on marijuana legalization. That is a terrible, terrible headline from Business Insider. Hey, I've got a better one. Hang on just one second. And I am 100% in full support of that statement. Everything is better with a bag of weed. Voters in New Jersey, Arizona, South Dakota, and Montana are set to weigh in on legalizing cannabis for all adults over the age of 21. South Dakota also has a medical cannabis measure measure on the ballot. Mississippi voters will decide on whether to implement implement, a medical marijuana program. 
And you know what? Good for them. Good for them. One of these days, maybe I'll do a deep dive into why cannabis is illegal in the first place. And uh, FYI, you know, kind of a sneak preview. It's an extremely racist reason. So, but I'm not going to dig into that right now. And uh, yeah, I want to, now why is that number so important? Or five more. There's 33 that already have some form of legalized marijuana. And five more would give it enough states to legalize it with a constitutional amendment. You know, assuming that there actually is a convention of states. So how does that happen? There's a couple of different ways that the, that the Constitution can be amended. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of a civics lesson along with this. Article 5 of the Constitution, and I'm reading it right out of it. The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, that would be the House and the Senate, shall propose amendments to this Constitution or on the application of the legislators of two-thirds of several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments. So Congress, if two-thirds of both the House and the Senate, they can propose the amendment. If, I mean, if they agree, they can propose the amendment. amendment. Or if two-thirds of these states want to hold a constitutional convention to propose amendments, they can do it that way as well. Uh, moving on. Uh, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of the Constitution when ratified, keyword, when ratified by the legislators of three-fourths of the several states or by conventions in three-fourths thereof as the one or other mode of ratification may be proposed by Congress provided that no amendment which may be made prior to the year 1808 shall in any manner affect the first and fourth clauses in the ninth section of the first article. Okay, that's not really relevant. But I will say, I, I found the the ending kind of interesting. And uh, it does not allow the equal suffrage of the Senate to be deprived. So you cannot amend the Constitution so more than, or so that the Senate, each state has more or less than two senators. But anyway, so there's two ways to propose a, to propose a constitutional amendment two-thirds of Congress, or two-thirds of the state. Those are the ways to propose it. What I find interesting is that the only way to ratify an amendment is if three-quarters of the states agree to it. So Congress has no, no say in the agreeing to a new amendment. The president has nothing to do with it. The Supreme Court has nothing to do with it. It has to pass... 38 states. That's why that number is very important. In case there ever is a convention of states, 33 have already uh, legalized some form of marijuana. If these five states are included in that list, we will now have enough states that would easily pass a constitutional amendment to legalize marijuana or cannabis in all forms. Now, will that happen? I don't know. I found that kind of interesting, though. And, well, I hope you do, too. This next segment is going to be in response to some... I'm going to call it some hate mail that I received. <laughs> okay, not really hate mail. Just a message from an old army buddy. He told me that man buns are the new mullet. Since this is my show... I'm going to talk about this. You know, I, I bring you the important issues. Oh, hey, uh, you know, Jeff the Nerdy Merc here, 317-978-6373 or 317-978-NERD. 
And uh, so let's, let's first start off with the definitions of each. Uh, the definition of a man bun is a man's hairstyle in which the hair is drawn back into a tight coil at the back or top of the head. And the definition of a mullet is a man's hairstyle in which the hair is cut short at the front and sides and left long at the back. Now, the history of the man bun, according to uh, manbunhairstyle.net, you know, because they bring you the breaking news, the man bun trend was started in 2013 and it fully took off in 2014 thanks to the hipster culture and the use of the man bun by American and British male celebrities like Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix, who's just a weird guy. Both those guys are weird guys. Harry Styles and Zayn Malik. I'm not really sure who those last two are. Men have been using hairstyle, bun hairstyles, however, for centuries, and the use of buns was common in the Roman Empire, for those lucky enough to have long hair, as well as among Vikings. So, man buns, rawr! You know what the history of the mullet is? Chuck Norris, Jeff Sampson, and Joe Dirt. I'm pretty sure there's no evidence of Jeff Sampson's mullet, though. That has been erased, much like the Ministry of Truth erases what they don't like in 1984. Although, I'm pretty sure he's the first man to ever have sported both in his life. Again, there's no evidence. Conclusion, based on my extensive research, and I'm talking hours and hours I spent on this subject, pouring over data, interviewing experts, and all that goes with that, man buns are superior and not the same. I have spoken. Which is, of course, the perfect segue into the Baby Yoda Show. I am, of course, referring to The Mandalorian. Season 2 is premiering tonight. Breakdown of the season opener will be coming on Monday. Be warned, there will be spoilers. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, make sure you watch it by then or just avoid the show. Tennessee poll worker fired after turning away voters in Black Lives Matter shirts masks. This is according to an article posted on MSN.com on the 20th of this month. A Shelby County, Tennessee poll worker was fired Friday after election officials learned that he had turned away voters who were wearing masks and t-shirts that said Black Lives Matter. According to Suzanne Thompson, spokeswoman for the Shelby County Election Commission, what he did was patently wrong and he was fired. Continuing on, the article says state law prohibits people from wearing items with the name of a political party or candidate currently on the ballot while in a polling place, but statements like Black Lives Matter or I Can't Breathe are not violations of the law. Well, this is according to the state law of Tennessee. I was kind of curious what the, how that varied from, from, from uh, state to state, and I'm on... Uh, www.ncsl.org. On here, they have an article that's uh, st uh, state statutes on electioneering apparel. And they've got Arkansas, California, Delaware is interesting. The wearing of any button, banner, or other object referring to issues, candidates, or partisan topics. 
I would think that would definitely qualify. Uh, Black Lives Matter would qualify. I would also think uh, an NRA shirt or a hat would qualify. In my state, which this is kind of important because I'm actually working the polls on November 3rd. I'm in it to win it all the way, baby. I'll be there zero five, and I will leave, ooh, I don't know, let's see, probably 7. I mean, it's going to be a long day for me. So as a result, there will not be a show the following Wednesday. But in Indiana, wearing or displaying an article of clothing, sign, button, or placard that states the name of any political party or includes the name, picture, uh, photograph, or other likeness of any current elected official, state, county, or local official is prohibited. Now it says the name of any political party. I, an argument can be made that Black Lives Matter is a political party. If you go to, the, and the reason I say that, if you go to their website and click the donate button, go to blacklivesmatter.com, click the donate button, look at the link. You are redirected to secure.actblue.com, which is a political party. So you can say an argument can be made that Black Lives Matter is affiliated with Act Blue. Would that make them a political organization? I don't know. Uh, I think an argument could be made there, though. So, me personally, I'm, I don't care. I, I believe in freedom of speech. And if I see someone coming up with an NRA shirt, they're going to be just as welcome as a black, someone wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. That's how I look at it. Me personally, I'll probably be wearing my 2A Project shirt. Which is, um, you know what, I'm not going to get into the 2A project uh, right now, I don't have enough time. But it's a good organization, I will talk about that uh, at some other time. But anyway, I, go, go to that website, it's pretty interesting to see the difference in the, in the laws regarding what attire people can wear at polling places. Real fast, one last thing to cover before we end this segment. As you can hear, the outro bumper music playing. This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson. The last Indiana gubernatorial debate happened this week, and all I'm going to say is you didn't miss anything. There was a little bit of discussion on legalizing marijuana. That got a little heated. Donald Rainwater, I think, brought the heat to Eric Holcomb, who showed, uh, again, Absolutely no leadership in that regards, but that's nothing new. Anyway, I'm voting Rainwater. Well, that is the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website, www.nerdymerc.com. It is almost up and running, I promise you. I, I spent a couple hours the other night talking to my web my website builder, and I'm excited. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>